This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Today's jam-packed NBA edition of the Blank Slate is brought to you by audibletrial.com slash blank slate. I was very tempted to go audibletrial.com slash and kick blank slate since it's a basketball theme. But yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash blank slate for your free 30-day free trial of Audible as well as a free audiobook download. Oh my goodness, there are some great basketball entities on audible right now you can go there and you could download the basketball diaries for free you could also pick up smart attack basketball trivia crush your friends who think they know it all but no you do another one you could also get is uh, the dream team how michael magic larry charles and the greatest team of all time changed the game of basketball forever for free you can get it for free you guys so go to audibletrial.com slash blank slate for your free 30-day free trial and free audiobook download and no matter what you choose i don't want to disparage those but there is a a story a little bit later on in this episode that may make whatever those are pale in comparison but still go and get them because it's worth it because it's free and you're not losing anything from it that's audibletrial.com slash blank slate free 30-day free trial free audiobook download 150,000 to choose from for your iPhone, Android device, MP3 player. In the words of Marv Albert, audibletrial.com slash blank slate. Yes. That was terrible. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the blank slate and thanks for pushing play. This is one of your hosts, Mullet. Over Skype is your other host, Rich. Hey, uh, today ended up being a pretty good day. Yes, it well for you it did. Also yeah, yeah, yeah. Skype, and finally in the same goddamn room is our unofficial third host on the blank slate, Mister Tony Colt. How y'all doing? Oh, see, doesn't that sound great? <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying uh, looking across at Rich and uh, you know all the little jokes that we're going to have at your expense on this podcast. Just with, <laughs> with uh... oh, okay, now I already all right. Rich, go home. <laughs> it's, it's cold it's, out there, man. I don't care. Walk home. Oh, I got a beer. Thank you for the beer, by the way, Tony. Oh, you're quite welcome. So we're here today. This is, uh, like Rich said, this is Blank Slate Week here on the Podswoggle Network. We had uh, a lengthy Oscar discussion. Which, what's what's Aaron first, Rich? The Oscar talk or the, the NBA talk? Uh, it's they're going to be within hours of each other. I'll probably do them in chronological order. Okay, so. If you're hearing this, you probably have already seen the other podcasts if you haven't listened to it yet already. Um, but yeah, uh, we did Oscar Talk now today. As of 2 p.m. Central, the NBA, trade de- bleh, the NBA trade deadline has uh, has closed, I guess, has happened. And it was an eventful one. So we are here to discuss as the three of us are pointing out. Unfortunately, Tope couldn't be here. The fourth person that commonly comes on the podcast to talk basketball with us, but uh, he'll be sitting with bated breath hearing everything. Rich, just go ahead. Let's just kick it off. Rich, you're allowed this. Well, the biggest thing for me was that they killed Tyrese. (laughs) No, 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 Rich. That was our last three-man pod. I'm sorry. Oh, what happened today? Oh, um, I think they killed Tyrese again. No! 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the Miami Heat have instantly become contenders for the Eastern Conference title. Yeah, like again. crazy. I'm going crazy. <laughs> That's a bit no. hasty. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you're on my side for that. And this is this is the least hasty of any other Miami Heat fan is going to be. Are you kidding me? They're already – if you go to the heart of Miami, they're anointing this team like the next five-time NBA champions. If, if they're going to Miami, they're already taking one of Hassan Whiteside's kidneys out to give them to Alonzo Mourning. It worked for Zoe. That's the problem. We need less kidneys on the team. <laughs> Just make the players that much leaner. <laughs> you need to cut. It's like making weight in like like a like a boxing fight. You need to cut weight here. Take my kidney. It's a, it's an aerodynamic issue, really, is what it is. But no, I, I will say that you are probably one of the loftier expectations that I've seen of people just being like, "This is it. This is what we needed. Watch out, Hawks." Yeah, yeah I was I gonna say. Saw. You think they're really gonna be challenging the Hawks? No. Uh, okay. But, okay. well, I mean, there's much more. <laughs> I love this. There's much more <laughs> playoff experience as far as the, 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 the team goes. Yeah, they're a better unit, and they play great basketball, and they're Spurs East. Whatever. They win this, 80% of their games. This, this <laughs> trade has been described as, believing that Pat Riley pulled off the quote-unquote biggest heist of trade deadline with Goran Dragic acquisition. The biggest heist of this deadline or of any deadline? Of probably this deadline, but I'm going to say any trade deadline. I'm going to make the next leap. Okay. So as it stands right now, I pulled up the standings. The Heat are tied with Charlotte for the 7-8. Charlotte has the tiebreaker technically, I guess, for the 7-8 spot in the East. They are seven and a half games back of Milwaukee. And we just spot. let that happen. That was, <laughs> this is all according to plan. What We're laying is, in wait. What is your ceiling? Can you do you honestly feel like you can pass anybody? Can you get any higher than seven? Yeah, well, we're going to finish the season 82 and 0. <laughs> um, Rich, um, I'm sorry. I think the time for that has passed. No, it's going to be like when Superman uh, circled the Earth in reverse to to turn back time. Like we're going to win, so we're going to win games so impressively. They're going to start taking losses off and, and marking them as wins. Rich, two things. Number one, Tyrese is still dead, and number two, what? P- Pistol Pete Maravich is not Goran Dragic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's not. I mean, it's it's big that you can upgrade. Yeah. Uh, that much in, in all all right fine. yeah let me well, talk gonna... to rich let me not talk to miami mark <laughs> fine uh in all seriousness i was i was telling tony this earlier uh i now have two big uh fears for the miami heat currently and into the future one that hassan whiteside who has been not just uh, an amazing uh, stat guy but a great to watch uh came over here to watch uh, the mavs heat uh, a few weeks back and Hassan Whiteside had 10 rebounds in four, the first four minutes of the game. Against Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Who hasn't left his feet since 2007. Okay, but he's like a top six rebounder in the league, something like that. Yeah, but still, I mean, for his age, he should be getting those rebounds over Tyson Chandler. I don't care who it is. Ten rebounds in four minutes. That was an ugly game. 
it got ugly, real ugly down the end. Wow. But anyway, uh, so I'm afraid Hassan Whiteside's going to be a center version of Jeremy Lin. Yeah, and, I can see that. And like, at least there isn't the the media whirlwind that surrounded Jeremy Lin, which made it seem that much more of a, a fall from grace. Uh, but my second concern is a concern that happens with any big trade, really, is just, you know, I'm nervous about how, you know, this new player, this guy, this this young up-and-coming 28-year-old, uh, is going to fit in with the team. Before, I want to get Tony's totally unbiased opinion, but I, I was curious, and I had to go to Hassan Whiteside's Wikipedia page. Guys played, uh, like, what, like seven years prior with six different teams in four different countries or something like that? Yeah, c- kind of. I mean, well, first of all, I, I knew I recognized his name. This is the guy that, in like, in every NBA 2K game for the past, like, four years is, like, the lowest-ranked guy in the game, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he played on the Kings from 2010 to 2012. Well, that's who was, he was drafted by, was yeah. the Kings. Second round pick. Uh, 33rd pick, so he was the, what, third pick of that round? He was 32nd. 33rd he, overall. 33rd overall. So, I mean, he, in the second round, he would have been the third pick, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, in 2010, 2011, he played one game, uh, two minutes. Got sent down to the Reno Bighorns. Yep, Reno Bighorns. Then he went to the Sioux Falls Sky Force in 2012-2013. Then the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. The the Sioux Falls Sky Force sounds like a like a a, a team in the Star Trek universe. It sounds it sounds like a sh- a really shitty future adult swim show. Uh, then he played in Lebanon. Then he played in China for the Sichuan Blue Whales. And he went back to Lebanon. He played for uh, the arch rival of the first yeah. Lebanese team. <laughs> <laughs> then he went back to China, uh, the second league, for the Jiangsu Tongji. Then he made it back to America for the play for the Iowa Energy. And then uh, I see the Sioux Falls Sky Force again. And then finally he made it to the Heat. So before the Heat, professionally, he played 19 games. And averaged 0.8 points. He's a D-League champion. <laughs> and you can't teach that. Uh, Tony, What? Uh, so Rich is biased. Rich is biased for the positive. I will always be a negative towards the heat for the rest of my life. Right. But uh, what? what is your opinions go, on the, the biggest trade of the day? Well, uh, hmm, the biggest trade of the day. Well, there were a lot of trades. I mean... The Heat certainly got a heck of a good deal. Tony um, literally has, is that three sheets of paper with all, all the, the trades for the day printed out on them? Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> I fucking love this. <laughs> uh, clearly, I was very, very productive at work today. Uh, yeah, how'd that teaching go? <laughs> You're talking about. The kids learned a lot. Uh, it was in the morning, so I wasn't up against the deadline. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so the heat basically gave up Danny Granger uh their t- uh a t- uh, 2017 top 7 protected pick and a 2021 unprotected first round pick. 
And Justin Hamilton, who couldn't even play center for the Heat, who, <laughs> who, as you just detailed, were starting the Sioux Falls Sky Force sixth man or whoever, who's like suddenly blown up. This guy couldn't get minutes for the Heat. I, and now all of a sudden he have a point guard for the first time since Hardaway. Did I and he's that? Slovenian Benedict Cumberbatch, this weird looking guy. <laughs> he is fucking, he looks, he looks, he's not like the primary, like, villain in a Jason State of movie, but he's like the second henchman. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I could see him taking somebody related somehow to Liam Neeson. Exactly. Yeah, it's it was a bit of a fleecing, I think. But if you look at what the Suns really gave up. The Suns knew going in that they were not going to be able to re-sign Dragic. He had come out and publicly asked for a trade and had publicly ripped the team for signing Isaiah and throwing the balance off, throwing his role off. So he was only going to be around for another three months anyway, and the Suns had to get something back for him. So they got Danny Granger in two number ones. And, I mean, the number ones are far enough down the road that they might be good. They might be bad, but, you know, a number one is a number one. It's an asset that, that you know, the Suns can use later on. That's so far that- away. Those picks might be Muppets for all we know. <laughs> what? I don't know. We don't know. There's no way of telling. There's no way of telling that Pat Riley even owned the team still at that point. Well, he doesn't own the team. Well, that he'll even he – well, come city. on. He owns the city. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Gordon Dragic is also now officially the only – uh, well, him and his brother are going to be the only two Slovenian people in Miami. Ever. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, totally unrelated to anything, but just, Rich, I have to ask you real quick. Did Tim tell you the story of uh, Patarelli's daughter's wedding yet? You want to talk about Tim? Did did he tell you the story? Because he hasn't yes. told me a story. Okay, please tell me. Cause, uh, I, I, I don't remember all of it. I will let him tell. I told him that he has to tell you himself. Okay, but well, it, it'll live up to the hype, I promise. Since you and brought, it involves the Miami Heat. Well, since you brought it up, uh, I am going to pull up the photo of the year. Oh, yes, the thing you were promoting yes. so heavily. Uh, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, you guys can sort of... Okay, so... I think that clearly the most active team was Phoenix, right? So Phoenix trades Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, Tyler Ennis, Miles Plumley, and Zoran Dragic for Danny Granger, Brandon Knight, Marcus Thornton, and three number ones. Yeah, that's... An additional number one in each of 2016, 2017, and 2021. You're not going to not laugh <laughs> saying that. I'm going to laugh every time because it's, it's farcical that you can try to pick that far out. <laughs> yeah, they definitely were the most active. Now, do you feel that was most active out of necessity? And Well, necessity out of two ways. Necessity out of, out of just dealing with the dragon situation or necessity out of trying to maintain their shaky spot as the eighth seed. Well, I think or was that, that them kind of giving up on it is kind of how I felt because the Thunder are, I think, like what a game or a game and a half back from them at this point, uh, and they are tied in the loss column. The Thunder are a half game back. Half game, that's what it was. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of saw it as like a well, shit, might as well prep for the future type of type of moves. Well, I feel like Phoenix was kind of trying to play it both ways, right? Because you don't really see much of a future with Danny Granger. So you don't see that as like a real asset acquired. 
Brandon Knight is a decent player. He's like he's like a 15 points per game guy. Sort of turns the ball over a little bit, but he's not going to have it in his hands as much because they've got Bledsoe. Um, I was shocked. I was just shocked that Milwaukee gave him up like that because he's been producing very well for Milwaukee. Uh, which remind me to get back. I actually have something I just have to say a lot about Milwaukee in a little bit when we talk about that trade um, with the Sixers. Well, I mean, you look at what the Bucks got back there. Uh, they got the reigning rookie of the year, which is a bit of a punchline, Michael Carter-Williams. All right, I'll just, uh, I'll just go ahead. Miles Plumley and Ennis from the Suns both. So right. they got something back for it. Um and I don't know, is Brandon Knight special? Is he going to, like, is he a difference maker for Phoenix? I don't know, probably not, but Phoenix needed another guy that can handle the ball. They traded three point guards today. Yeah, and the one that they kept was Eric Bledsoe. Right, who's not the best ball handler. So no. they had to get something back, and I feel like ending a day up by three number one picks means that they are going to be able to make a big trade at some point for somebody. Right. I mean, they have a very, very good spine right now. They have a lot of assets and, you know, including three picks that they could trade for, you know, a big money free agent at some point. I think they have a lot of flexibility and a lot of assets, but you know, also, I mean, they can try to win now. Oklahoma city, they traded Perkins and Jackson, who they were trying to get rid of Perkins and needed Reggie, to get rid of Jackson. Reggie wanted out. Yeah. So they got rid of a couple of guys that there was no future for, and they basically got an entire second unit. Ennis Cantor, yeah. DJ Augustine, Kyle Singler, and Steve Novak, who's not fantastic, but you know. I love Cantor for the Thunder. He's going to. He's 22. Like, I mean, it makes so yeah. much sense. He's it feels like he's been in the team for like, I think he's been in the league for like five years already. Uh, this is his fourth season. And yeah, I was close. <laughs> and, and he's like 18 and 10 per 36 minutes. And he he's their backup big. Like, yeah. That's great. He's a seven-footer who can, who can move. He can shoot a little bit. And he's young. Like, yeah, absolutely you do that for a player that you wanted to get rid of anyway. Yeah, he's going to be great for them. The thing I was going to say about uh, uh, the Bucks and the Sixers trade before Rich um, Rich shows us the pick of the century, apparently. Um, of the year. Of the year, sorry. Was that uh, the best thing, definitely, from Michael Carter-Williams' career, being one of the worst shooting point guards. Well, he is the worst shooting point guard in the league right now, and also statistically one of the worst in quite some time, is having Jason Kidd as your coach from now on. That'll get him on your side. Look, was I not thought about ahead of time? <laughs> I think that Jay Kidd will, you know, just be a steady arm around the shoulder. <laughs> just oh, hey, how about you? How about you? How about you make some shots for you know for somebody else? Why don't you just make the bullets and let the Greek freak fire them for you? You know, you don't have to. You don't have to huck it every time down there. All right, so let's see this photo. Rich. Swing around over here. Okay, <clears throat> Mullet, I just shared my screen with you. Right there, we see Tim Anderson. Oh, okay. So you do know about this. Okay, good. Yes. Oh, my goodness. There we see finger guns. Uh, to the <laughs> back right, we see Coach Eric Spolstra. To the left, we see Heat owner Mickey Erickson. 
And off to the very, very, very right, Ty Don. loosened, really getting in with the jams, we see NBA legend Pat Riley. Uh, I don't remember. So I'm guessing he told you that, like, Spolster pulled him into the dance circle, right? He didn't tell me anything. I found this. Oh, you found this picture? I found this. <laughs> I saw that. Where did you find this? Well, I saw that Allie and Tim were tagged in pictures. Allie being uh, a, a friend of the show. She's been on the show. Same with Tim. Uh, them being uh, uh, Allie was childhood friends with uh, Pat Riley's daughter. And so they were both in the wedding. So they got tagged in these pictures for the wedding. And I was like, oh, man, I want to see if any of the heat personnel are in these pictures. And then I happened upon the pick that changed my life. He will tell the story so much better, but I just I'm remember sure. specifically that that big dance circle, Spolstra pulls him in to dance with him. Because he's a coach, damn it. He's a leader of men. In the middle, and then at some point he bumped into somebody else. I don't even remember who, but they're not related to heat. It's just some other celebrity. I want to say Rihanna. I feel like that's wrong. It was Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it wasn't Pitbull. But it was it's an epic story that I will make sure Tim tells you probably at his wedding in two weeks. God, I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, okay, Sorry. so good. Back I'm glad. to business. <laughs> Back to business. Uh, all right, so we, Rich, do you need to do anything else with the, the heat trade? No, I, I might as well go take a nap now because I'm going to be worthless for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> he already finished, I saw. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It happens. Tony, what what was your biggest your biggest overall takeaway from the day? Like, if you want to go winners or losers, besides the heat, you know what what did you take away from from everything today? Um, in terms of things that are going to change the playoff picture, um, obviously Phoenix and Oklahoma City being so active, um, Heat, you know, really supplementing the backcourt um, and really not giving up. A lot of current assets to do it. He'd also got rid of Norris Cole today. I was about to, I was about to ask. I want to make sure I, read, I saw that properly. They got rid of Cole as well for who they? John Salmons. Salmons. Oh, Salmons? Salmons? Slippy Salmons? <laughs> Slippy Slew. Salmons. Salmons. I, um, that guy is old. Yeah, and he was never that good to begin with. No, he had like one good year on um, like a my, crappy Bobcat playoff team, I think. Yeah. My, my, my two favorite... Uh, uh, deals that nobody gives a fuck about are um, the Nets sending KG back to Minnesota for Thad Young. <laughs> Just straight up. Straight that, up for Thad Young. That like, blew me away. How fucking bad does Thad Young have to feel about himself getting <laughs> traded straight up for a guy that can't play who's making like 12 mil a year? They're like, you are this bad. You're this bad. <laughs> it, was, it was also, there's a lot of sentimentality to it. You know, there there was a lot of intangibles to that trade that you can't qualify on paper. Yeah, it's like called, the fact that KG's an expiring. And, and KG's and also KG wants to buy the team. Yeah, he's gonna retire there and be part of the ownership. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Um my other favorite deal that will make no impact on anything is Andre Miller straight up for Ramon Sessions. Yeah, That's what I'm that. talking about. Like <laughs> you wanna talk about a deal that nobody was excited about? <laughs> That one probably beats out KJ McDaniels for uh, Isaiah Kanan and a number two. 
Andre, uh, no shit, Andre Miller's Wikipedia picture is in black and white. <laughs> it's a painted portrait. <laughs> of course we were the first ones to draft him. We drafted him eighth? Holy shit. It's take, the picture takes place in a saloon. In 1974? <laughs> I didn't know the Cavaliers were around back then. Yeah, you know, the fucking figure. Uh, yeah. God, he is... He, uh, it's going to be really sad when he finds out he got traded via his Western Union telegram in a few days. <laughs> okay, um... The other big thing I would say is the Nuggets basically gave away a bunch of players for nothing. Um, Aaron Aflalo uh, got traded for Thomas Robinson, Will Barton, Victor Claver, and a lottery-protected 2016 number one. They traded JaVale McGee and uh, a protected number one for the rights to a uh, like a Turkish swingman. Oh, please say his name. Actually, no, Mullet. Do you have his name in front of you? No, I don't. Where can I? Hold on. I, I was trying to find. I'm just going to share the screen again. <laughs> yeah, just do that. Ugh, why am I letting this happen? I have no idea how to say this name, but oh, I God, would love to me. I would love to hear Mullet try. Oh, Lord. Not that one. That's the one. <laughs> not that one. No. Oh, you might just have to bleep me. Oh, let me read the whole I'm thing. I'm going to intervene. I'm going to intervene. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. I got this. Uh, uh, let me read the whole thing, and that might help me. All right, so the Nuggets got Chank Akio, which is already bad enough to begin with. Uh, the 76ers get JaVale McGee, a 2015 first-round pick acquired from the Thunder, and the rights to Chuck Woody Barry Maduboom. See, you try to put the accent on it. I think that's always where you're going to get <laughs> tripped up. Because if I, don't, if I don't put it on, then I feel like I'm being offensive to their culture. But that I'm, by putting it on, I'm offensive to their culture. Bingo. Uh, I was offended. <laughs> You're as white as they get. I don't even know where Mr. Madul Boom is from. Uh, oh, that was so much better. Chukwita beer. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Not Say that problem. again. Say that again. <laughs> Chukwita beer. You made that sound like a product. The all new Chukwita beer, Matabom. <laughs> Matabom. Matabom. Matabum. I never met a bum I didn't like. Matabum Bumgardner. Anyway, I'm sure. It sounds, yeah, it's, it sounds like what they would call the pitcher in Rookie of the Year accidentally over <laughs> and over. Trigger a bear. Uh, yeah, those two deals were just funny. Uh, Tayshon Prince is a piston again. That's cool. Yeah, Pistons uh, got Tayshon back, and what else did the Pistons acquire today? Well, there's an actual basketball player with the name of Luigi. Luigi Datome? Hell yeah. GG. Yeah, he, uh, where did GG end up? He went to Boston. Oh, Boston. Okay. Boston. Boston got a couple of, like, actual players here. They got Isaiah, Isaiah. and Jonas mm-hmm. Jerebko. Yeah. Both of whom can play, like, actual minutes for them. Like, Okay. Did Boston have like a, a sneaky good trade deadline or what? They get rid of Marcus Thornton and like the twenty seventh pick from next year's draft, probably. The Cavs pick next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they did fine. I think they did fine. Yeah. I don't know. Uh it's hard to say who had the best deadline. Uh, you know, that that like eight, nine, ten spot in the West, I mean, it's certainly gonna be uh, very hotly contested. Um, the Pelicans are probably going to fall off. Uh, I saw that Drew Holiday 
re-aggravated his injury today, mm-hmm. um, so he's out indefinitely. Um, yeah. Andy Davis has his arm problem, so hard to see the Pelicans really sticking around, but I mean... Tyreek Evans has that shooting problem. Yeah, that he just <laughs> does it a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's cold as ice. <laughs> Oklahoma City and uh, Phoenix. I mean, you know, they're they are they are shuffling the deck. You know, they're trying. Yeah, they're yeah. trying. I think Phoenix probably had the best deadline. The Heat are going for it now because I think that they see they have a short window. You know, uh, same with the Mavericks acquiring uh, Amari Stoudemire. But oh yeah, man, how do you feel about that? Well, you know what, the Mavericks needed a guy over six nine who can score. Um, that's, that's, that's really, and instead they got Amari Stoudemire. Hey, (laughs) shots fired. Sorry. You guys can't, you guys can't pull me down today. You're in my home. I'm sorry. You're in my home. Shut up. You know, you're going to see Amari Stoudemire in a heat jersey in the next like three years. That makes so much sense. I'm sorry. You'll see him sitting next to a bunch of guys in heat jerseys while wearing a suit in a couple of years. (laughs) Sitting next to Jawan Howard. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the evolutionary Juwan. They never gave Juwan Howard a job, by the way. He just keeps showing up in a suit, and they just sit him down there. Yeah, yeah. Just no one ever asked him to leave. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't know how to break it to him. He's the Milton of the Miami Heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They just hey, stop paying him. Hey, here's something that will uh, boggle your guys' minds. I think I have this correct. Uh, who's older, Augie or Tillas or Amari Stoudemire? Ooh. I'm ooh. Mari got drafted in 2004. And Augie got drafted in 2002, I think. <laughs> I'm going to say Augie's older. Yeah. Yeah, Augie's older. Augie's older than Amari. Amari Stoudemire's birthday is November 16th, 1982. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so Augie is actually younger than Amari because Augie was born in 83, I believe, correct? Oh, man, I, I wanted that. You know, we we could just make this the rest of the show if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Who's older than who? Yeah, I, th- I thought that was especially tricky because Amari was drafted straight out of high school, too. I was surprised. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, so, but anyway, I'm just going to sprinkle those in throughout the rest of the show. I'll just think of somebody, I'll pull them up, and, and we'll go from there. And not even just basketball, just any sports whatsoever. I like that. I like uh, that. All right, so we talked about... Uh, so we talked about those. We'll just talk. I mean, we were going to do trade deadline, but we also just want to talk mid-season stuff. Absolutely. Um, kind of what we thought of the season so far. I mean, if, I don't know if we want to go through awards or kind of what direction you guys want to go. But I'm 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 up and ready for anything. I want to talk about playoff matchups. Um, I want to talk yeah. about the ones that we are uh, especially excited to see. Well, let's let's just. I'm going to read. I'll, I'll say if the playoffs happened today, what they would be. Sure. So, if the playoffs started today, it would be Atlanta and Miami, Toronto and Charlotte, Chicago and excuse me, Chicago and Milwaukee, and Washington and Cleveland. In the West, it would be Golden State and Phoenix, Memphis and San Antonio, Portland and the Clippers, and Houston and Dallas. Like those West matchups. Yeah, those West matchups are. The Memphis San Antonio matchups always always good. Houston Dallas always play each other really tight. Um, and Phoenix is probably going to be surpassed by OKC. So the first round is going to be OKC Golden State, which is just not fair. That's that'll be the best first round series probably since Celtics Bulls two thousand nine. Mm, yeah, 
That was a first. I thought that was second round. No, it's the first round. The one that went yeah. like to every like six of the seven games went to overtime. I think there were eight overtimes over the course of seven games, including Jeez. like at least two games with multiple overtimes. And yeah, that was the 2009 Eastern Conference quarterfinal. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was at least a semi. Jeez, no. that's no. ridiculous. That was rookie Rose and like, yep. second year Rondo. Oh, and there's a game with a block. Oh, that was such a good series. There should be a 30 for 30 on that series. I mean, it's oh, so good. Yeah. Um, Noah yeah, that, if, running the floor, dunking on Rondo and like screaming. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway. anyway. Uh, so, yeah, then the East matchups, the only really enticing one is Washington and Cleveland. I think we definitely have the NBA TV series, which would be Toronto and Charlotte. <laughs> it's probably the lowest rated series in the history of NBA playoff <laughs> basketball. <laughs> and but as always, fuck Charlotte. <laughs> Absolutely. Um something I wanted to mention about uh real quick not to deviate from this formula, but something we didn't talk about. Tony, do you feel like and Rich for that matter, anybody you feel like that didn't make a move that needed to make a move? Like me personally, I felt like Toronto had a move to make to possibly Keep them at that level and also really have a chance to to try and compete. Well, but they but they didn't pull the trigger on anything. Uh, Demar Derozan's been hurt, right? Like he's been out for a while, and is he coming back? Like he should be coming back eventually. And if that is the case, I'm assuming that that being the case, that's probably why, because that'll be essentially like getting a guy later on in the season. Like a new signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, picking up an asset. I guess. I, I, I guess I really didn't see it that way. But um but, yeah, but anybody anybody any other team that stands out that you can think of that possibly needed needed to do something that didn't? Um I don't know. The East, I feel like mostly the teams that could make move did you know, they did make moves. Uh the Cavs made theirs early. Washington just made, you know, their, you know, their third guard swap, but I feel like the team that everyone always like for at least for the first half of the season talked I think we even mentioned it in our preseason pod was would always talk about like, you know, they they still have like one or two moves to make, one or two moves to make in the season and didn't do anything were the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers bench is like a secret disaster. I mean, that bench is terrible and they can't just keep going back to like the Jamal Crawford. Well, there's only so much there. Reddick's been hurt. Jamal Crawford's getting up there too. Yeah, yeah, he's like 32, 33, something like that. He's like almost well, 34. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, he's 34. That was not even close. Even though he still looks like an 18 year old boy. But yeah, I think I'd say the Clippers probably should have done something. Not that they maybe had anything to do anything with, but yeah, the Clippers are uh, well, you know. They threw some assets out there to get, uh, you know, the coach's son. So <laughs> there was something in the locker, but uh, I guess that was dry at uh, t- uh, t- trade deadline time. I'm not scared <laughs> of the Clippers. Um, as uh, yeah, no, they're listeners. they are yeah, they're becoming like the villains almost of the NBA. I feel like like uh, the new villains. Who likes just, the Clippers? I think it's I think it's more of like a Chris Paul thing. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he just like just. Not a good, like, basketball teammate. Yeah, let's have him win something. Like, 
I'm sick of everybody just like, you know, kissing his ass. He's he's never won anything. Like yeah, he's never made it to the conference finals. Even Derrick Rose has done that. I think Derrick Rose is a bum. Just a Derek, flat Darren bum. Williams has done that. Yeah, d- thank you. Like a lot of straight bums have at least made the conference finals. Like, <laughs> exactly. Chris Paul, like you know, people put him in like the top five players in the league. Get out of here. No. Get out of here. Ridiculous. Um, win something, yeah. Chris. Shut up until you win something. What about you? Who do you think uh, probably should have done something? Uh, well, I mentioned Toronto. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, I mentioned Toronto, but another one I thought might have done a, a little moving and shaking was um, was Brooklyn. I mean, they did the KG thing, but I know pretty much anybody on that team, like always, was up. Like Joe Johnson, or did did Brook Lopez actually get traded? Like I'd seen a rumor for that that fell through. I think that fell through. Yeah. I think uh, that was supposed to be to Oklahoma City, and Ooh. I think they found their guy in Cantor. Yeah, which is much better. I think they chose a different deal. Right. Well, it's so a lot I thought less money as well. I thought yeah, I thought Brooklyn was going to be a facilitator more than what they were for just like a, a KG dump to Minnesota, and I thought a couple of those could have been interesting to see where people landed to possibly fill needs. That could have been interesting, but besides that, that was really about it. I just wasn't sure if there's anybody else that uh, anybody was forgetting. So, um, so yeah. So back to matchups uh, with stuff moving around potentially. Um, I Rich talked about his team. Uh, Tony, who who do you want for Dallas in the first round? Ideally, right now you have Houston. Right now we have Houston. Um, I think that's probably a bad matchup for Dallas uh, because Dallas is the uh, well, they they were the third oldest team in the league, average age. Bringing in Amari is only going to raise that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're already pretty bad at defending the three-point line. Um, Houston shoots a hell of a lot of threes. Um, Harden and Ariza are both like like top seven or eight in the league in threes attempted, and they make a lot of threes. I mean, Houston swings it around. They you know they play inside out. They shoot a lot from outside, and the Mavs are bad at defending that. I think, I think that's a bad, bad matchup for Dallas. Um, a team that I would like to see them play is L.A., um, but that would really depend on Dallas climbing, which I don't really see too much. Um, I think the Mavs are probably about where they're going to end up is probably in the 5, 6, 7 range, um, which is about where they should be. Um, right. They're certainly not as good as Golden State, Memphis, Portland, Houston. Um, I think they're about equal with L.A. San Antonio has just had a crazy hard schedule so far. Um, but, you know, they're playing great. San Antonio has a 22-8 and record against – or, no, I'm sorry. The Clippers have a 22-8 and record against the West. The Clippers hmm. are killing the West. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. The Mavs are 18 and 14. The Spurs are 18 and 14. Like, a lot of teams are pretty mediocre. The Clippers are absolutely killing the West. So, that's an interesting team. But I Once feel like, the playoffs come, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to get healthy and everything, but, you know, lack of depth doesn't really hurt you as much in the playoffs. You shorten the True. bench. I don't know. The West is going to be great. You know, uh, obviously, OKC Golden State is going to be really fun. Uh, San Antonio and Memphis is always a war. I mean, you know, who yeah. doesn't want to see that? Um, fans of entertaining basketball is probably the answer to the question. But, uh, <laughs> to it. 
<laughs> but I'd like to see it. Yes. <laughs> There's some history. There's some bad blood and some history, and I'd like to see it. Uh, I'd, I'd watch it for NASCAR reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Texas versus Tennessee? Yes. <laughs> well, or just uh, to see a, a, a wreck, uh, a yeah. fight. Watch, uh, ooh, DL versus Zebo, biggest butt contest. <laughs> Who got the biggest booty? Every, oh, okay. All right. I'm going to pitch something real quick. Tim Anderson just came online from Skype. Oh, no. Can I try to call him and see if he can tell us the story on air real quick? Yes, you can. Hey, Tim. Tim, I can see you, but I cannot hear you. He's still trying to talk to me, I think. (laughs) I saw his lips move. (laughs) We we cannot do that. He's going to start his computer. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, I'll call you when I see you back again. Yes, we're douches. Thank you. Okay, so anyway, so we're going to try to have that story for you. Well, that's, that's all getting edited out, but yes. um, where were we? Oh, well, let's get us back on track. Wherever we were, who's older, Augie Artillas or Andre Iguodala? I'm going to go Iguodala. I think they're within six months of each other. <laughs> this is a fun game. And I th- think it's, who is it, Augie or Iggy? Mm, I'm going to say Iguodala is older. Andre Godala was born January 28th, 1984. Augie Artillas is older. Jesus, Augie. <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, he doesn't remember. All right, so was there anything else for the Mavericks, Tony, that you that we were waxing? I think we finished up with you, right? Uh, just the team's in a real weird spot right now. I mean, I definitely trust... Uh, Coach Rick Carlisle to you know to drive that bus, but you know, boy, they are putting together a Frankenstein's monster of a team here with you know Rondo in a face mask, you know, old Dirk getting exposed on defense left and right, Monte Ellis doing Monte Ellis stuff, but just at a crazy high efficiency rate. Chandler Parsons still being like the most Orlando dude there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Amari and Charlie Villanueva fighting for minutes on the bench like it's 2006 and they both matter. It's a uh, it's a strange time in Mavs land, but uh, somehow I trust them to I trust them to uh, go out gracefully in the first round to okay. a team that is actually better than them. Probably someone like Portland who can just shoot a ton of threes and move the ball around on them. And I don't know the Mavs are the Mavs are just not equipped. However, there was a report that Rajon Rondo has started working with a shooting coach. I heard about this. Yeah, uh, uh, he has started working with Dirk with Dirk Nowinski's shooting coach. Yeah, Holger. Holger. Holger from Würzburg, <laughs> who's apparently like this, you know, this like Zen sort of Buddha figure for Dirk, like a very stabilizing influence and. You know, Dirk gives Holger a lot of credit for uh, helping him refine his game and anything that can get Rondo to number one, calm the hell down, and number two, shoot the ball with some confidence. Like, can you guys hear me? Holy shit, yes. I have a headset mic. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, so uh, so I'll, I'll be color commentating everything. Listeners at home, that's not the voice of God coming in all of a sudden because we were trying to do something earlier. 
uh, from the picture you saw earlier, which Rich will explain in a minute, uh, Tim Anderson is now on the show. Tim, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. I don't know what's happening. Okay, well, I'm only going to keep you like five minutes. So we're talking about uh, mid-season NBA. Uh, okay, and of sure. course, we're the, uh, the Miami Heat came up. And I remember the story that you told me uh, either on your bachelor party or New Year's. I don't remember which one it happened. But oh, yeah. uh, I would like you to share with Rich your story, and then Rich can share his story back. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah, so we got invited to um, uh, Allie's friend um, Liz's par- uh, wedding, which was uh, Pat Riley's daughter. And uh, Allie was the maid of honor. And so we we like showed up as like at this big church, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First, I guess I should say that I became this guy's groomsman like overnight. Like, <laughs> I was all right. I, I saw some of the pictures, and I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. He. He like. Yeah. I was just starting off as like a Ali's plus one, and then he called me one day when I was drunk at Epcot with Mike Dion <laughs> at Food and Wine Festival. Go on. <laughs> and. and uh, he was like, "Hey, do you want to be a groomsman?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, flash forward to like the eve of the wedding, and I I'm like sharing the bedroom with the guy, and uh, so yeah, like the wedding day, whatever. It's at this big church, and then we go to the reception. It's like at this country club, and um, we come out, we like do this dance, whatever. Like the bridal party comes out. And then um, they do like the, you know, like the father father daughter dance, and the the DJ for the event is DJ Irie, Rich. I don't know if you know DJ, the like Miami Heat like DJ, yeah, or whatever, yeah. So like he he's I, I like. I hope they would be able to get him. Of yeah. course, the Heat have a DJ. Yeah, they yeah. have a DJ. Yeah. Um. So he's like he's like oh oh man I like forgot the track. Or whatever. Guess I uh, guess I have to like think of something else. And then out walks Michael McDonald with a <laughs> ukulele. Oh my god! And he uh, let's see if I can let's see if I can pull up the audio on my phone. <laughs> I can't use that now, dude. I'm, I'm freaking out. How, how well this will come on across? This was the, the part I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is the part I forget too. <laughs> I have to know where Doobie Brothers song was played <laughs> on a ukulele. No, unfortunately not. Uh, unfortunately oh, it was a solo not. cut? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Can you guys hear this? So he did that. (laughs) Wait, the whole song or just that bit? No, yeah, the whole song. Oh, we weren't supposed to have phones because of all the all the famous. Well, the they checked phones in at the door, but the bridal party found the loophole. 
and we got our phones in, so I have that recording there for you. Uh, that's a, that's so, a blank slate exclusive right exclusive. there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I know. No, it's not a big deal. So anyway, I'm like discussing with Allie like the highs and lows of this night. So uh, then like a shortly thereafter, like a dance circle forms or whatever. <clears throat> and the first guy to jump in is um, Eric Spolstra, coach a, of the Miami Heat. That's a leader right there. Right. <laughs> Seems like he'd yeah. be the type of guy to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he... Um, He's like he's like dancing in the middle of the circle, whatever. He slides across the middle of the circle and fucking sticks his hand out to me. <laughs> out of all, all, all these motherfuckers standing around at the edge of the circle, sticks his hand out to me. I'm not even on the edge of the circle. I'm like a few people deep. And he like grabs my hand and like pulls me in. I'm doing the robot with Eric Spolstrup. <laughs> And then after he dips out is when that picture was taken. Oh, okay. <laughs> so him and I in the middle, and then he dips out, and then that's when that picture was taken. Got the party started. Right, oh, yeah. Slow. And then, and then uh, shortly thereafter, they were doing like all the um, line dance songs, and they did the electric slide. And <clears throat> it's always like a rough start. And I, uh, I bumped into somebody. I look over to my right. I bumped into Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I couldn't remember who the female was. I thought it was Rihanna for some reason. No, no. Catherine Zeta-Jones and then Michael Douglas is like next to her. Wow. I, Michael oh, Douglas God. and Pat Riley were in the same room? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, I have such a great reference I can't make on the show right now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I forgot to mention when I, when I bowed out of the circle... I was standing next to Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> and Michael McDonald with the ukulele. Right, yeah, and Michael McDonald with the ukulele. No, Michael McDonald didn't participate in the dance circle, I don't think. But then, um, and then I'm trying to think who, oh, yeah. Um, this, this is fitting because um, I don't know any, any athletes really. Uh, we were like in the, there's like a soul train line that formed and people were like doing the soul train or whatever. And then, this giant black dude jumps out and starts dancing. I was like, who's that? And Allie's like, oh, that's Alonzo Mourning. Oh, no! <laughs> like, what the hell, man? <laughs> it, was sur- it was surreal. It was, it was really surreal. So this is what's going to be your wedding. This is going to be exactly your wedding, right? The yeah. oldest people are invited now to yours? Um, Only Spo. <laughs> I mean, he's your new best friend. So all all I know is that Liz, Ali, or Pat Riley's daughter, Ali's Ali's best friend, who is also Ali's maid of honor, said if asked if there was going to be enough parking spots for her parents to park. What? They can't. <laughs> how, how many spots do they need? No, I'm just because it's it's like off the side of the road. It's a, it's a Pat Riley. Pat Riley and his wife might be there. Nice, rich, no well, pressure. Like, Dude, I just I, I I wish you never told me that story. Yeah, you didn't you didn't hear that though, and you must delete this immediately because this is all. <laughs> you signed well, a non-disclosure. Yeah, this is all confidential shit. We'll, we'll bleep out as much as possible. Okay, we'll we'll bleep it. We'll that bleep it. Will right. not happen. <laughs> <laughs> it better not, because I'm gonna slug that motherfucker in the face. I know. I was like. 
what I, I was like, we need to go back to the seating chart and sit sit uh, Pat and Chris Riley next to Mullet Rich Augie. Oh, that would that would be the worst decision you've made in your entire life. <laughs> All right, well, awesome. Well, now that we've gotten you in trouble with your fiance, Tim, thank you very yeah. much. Okay, yeah, no problem. I'm gonna. Um... Take this goofy ass headset off. <laughs> yeah, you look like a weatherman in a <laughs> helicopter. All right, take it easy, guys. See you at the wedding, man. Bye, Tim. See ya. All right, so that was that. Uh, we don't know how much of that you actually heard because uh, now we have to get rid of some of it. But uh, just leave it all fucking in. I was gonna say you never specified which some. It, it, it'll be fine. It'll be it'll be okay. But I'm glad we got that in here. Um. All right. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone does listen to this, it's going to be because that story got picked up. Yes, it's true. On Deadspin. Well, probably not, but it would be funny if it was. It'd be great. It'd be a slow day on Deadspin. Imagine yeah. the listenership. Uh, all right, so let's get back on track. Who's older, Augie Artillas or Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> um, Larry I, Fitz. I'm going to go Fitz as well. Uh, Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald was born on August 31st, 1983. Augie is older than Larry Fitzgerald. Months. Augie is May of 83? Yes. Damn it. So, it's a tricky game. All right, so we talked about we talked about all of our teams, right? We're all good? I'm great. I think we're all feeling okay. How do you feel about the Cavs, Mullet? Talk to me about the uh, Damn, I was hoping nobody noticed. Talk to me about the Cavs. Uh, I didn't uh, notice. I just didn't want to talk about the Cavs. <laughs> Fuck you. I'd talk about your shitty-ass heat. Uh, I feel good. Uh, if you'd talk to me, of course, however, what was that, like a month ago at this point? I, I wouldn't have felt as, as good. But um, love situation is a love situation. Kind of what we were saying before the show went to air. Um, what I was going to say was you'd ask me the question. I, I mentioned that I knew we weren't going to make a move at this deadline, but I'm Ninety percent sure that he won't be on the team next season. And somebody had mentioned, you know, well, what assets could we get for him? I, I feel like this season is. I'm trying to think of the right phrase. This season is like a uh, a, a weird trial run. Next season is going to be like a step back, but for when the cap goes up, if we don't have love there and we're going to have that extra room I feel like we could be a player for for some of those free agents that are coming available um, who would you be targeting in uh, and I, I, I'd have to look and see who all was available um, I mean definitely another another big well who's available next year isn't like LaMarcus Aldridge available not that I'm saying like that's that's like the third piece but like somebody 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 interior that has a little bit of outside range, like Love. Basically, somebody that doesn't have Kevin Love's fucking shitty posture and attitude. It's, it's what I want. So you really just want him to be a better person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Kevin Love point, to be a better person. Yeah, is what I would like. I mean, look, I, I was a big proponent of Love before the season. Uh, I've always liked this game. I don't know if it was something that David Blatt did. I don't know if LeBron has possibly just been too hard on him. Maybe LeBron hasn't been hard enough. Maybe he's just being exposed as not a not a 
really good professional basketball player in the aspect of somebody that can be on a team that's going to matter in the playoffs. Um, or matter on a team that, that is an actual team and not the guy putting up 24 and 14 every night because he's, he has the freedom to do so. Aldridge is a free agent this offseason. That's what I thought. It, that's, I remember seeing that when I had a conversation with, I think, Tope late one night. We were going through free agents in that in-between year. And I know he was I, – I, I thought he was, like, the only one that was, like, really available. Um, Jimmy look, Butler, I, make an offer. <laughs> no, nah, I think we'll be okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 think, I think we can get up to the three seed. We're only a game and a half back of the three seed. Um, I definitely think we're going to have a strong second half. Uh, I don't like some of the conjecture that was made about LeBron's absence. That's all I'm going to say. You mean can... uh, as Tony uh, coined it one night, the labatical? The labatical? Uh, yes. There, there were some. There were some people that had some opinions about what that was, and they were really vague on. What are your opinions about what it was? Yeah, I have not I... heard these rumors. Uh. I don't know if you listened to the the Simmons podcast with Lowe a couple weeks ago when they were going over everything. They were talking about that, and Simmons made a comment about you know kind of what he thought that was, and Lowe's like, "Well, I'm not going there either." And Simmons like, "I'm not either," but it's something to think about. To me, it was a, and I've seen another like boards and articles that people were insinuating something of the illegal drug variety. Um. That how could, he came back in two weeks' time and looked completely so rejuvenated and revived and amazing. Um, wait, wait, I mean, I don't think that we'll get sued for libel for just saying speculating. that there was a rumor that X was happening, but solve for X, what was happening or what was allegedly occurring. I don't like to say the S word, man. <laughs> Somas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just really needed to take a nap. All right. <laughs> no, there, there was some like, like to me, just for me reading into it, and what other people read into it, some steroid implications to it, and that, you know, he that he lost all this weight in the off season. He was trying to possibly clean up or do whatever, and in this two weeks off, he was either trying to clean something out that he had just recently put in, or he was going back on. There was. Again, I could have been totally reading, and other people could be reading it wrong, but those were those implications. And it's something that I've been fearing for a very long time, even back in the day before he went to Miami, of, you know, just I'm a real big proponent in of these sports narratives and how these things always seem to unfortunately play out. And it would just, of course, make a lot of sense. Not make a lot of sense, but it just would feed into his career narrative. If he'd be like the first fucking basketball person ever. What are you fucking laughing about, man? <laughs> We're both just smiling and laughing at each other you're across spi- the table. You're spiraling, man. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I'm not spiraling. I'm just saying like, of course that would be our luck. I say that as the entire state. Yes. If, if that would be what would happen now. See, that's why I want to get into this. It's <laughs> because I got Tim on the line. He told us great stories. And then I was like, okay, well, we talked about everything we need to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to skate right past your team. <laughs> hey, man, at least you don't have Dion Waiters anymore. Thank God. How he did not shoot somebody in Cleveland is a miracle. And I don't mean on the team. I just mean in the fucking city. 
or vice versa. Seems like a pretty uh, seems like a jerk. To be yeah, he's he's a fucking head case, and I can't wait till he's not injured in my fucking franchise team, so I can trade his ass on the fucking video game too. Uh, well, you know, it's a uh, it's a nice thing to get rid of a head case, especially when you can acquire J.R. Smith for him. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> look, we were we were texting back and forth about that. I hated that trade at first. I still not a big fan of it in that it's he's going to devolve at some point back into J.R. Smith. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> he is when, who we thought he was. God, that fucking quote. When in doubt, I'm shooting the ball. No, when in doubt, you're going to pass to the three other fucking good scores on your team. <laughs> you three all-stars, asshole. God, you look like the fucking Sunday pages. Just pass the fucking ball. The Sunday, the funny pages, whatever. I'm, Look, all right, you guys got to be frazzled. I had to bring up the whole LeBron thing I didn't want to bring up. We're at, we are a game and a half out of the third spot. I think we'll get to the third spot. I want to have home court advantage through at least one round. Right now, we don't have that. I feel like we will get that. We will pass. We will pass Washington, and I feel like we can pass Chicago. Or Toronto will fall off a little do, bit, do you want, even though they're even though they won eight of their last ten. Do you want home court advantage for at least one round for a competitive advantage, or to eke out every little bit of commerce for that downtown area as possible? Hey, what I say? At least our main export is crippling depression and not Coke. No, that's Georgia. They do Coca Cola. No, cocaina. Can you say cocaina again? Cocaina. Uh, do you want to say the name again of the guy that got traded? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who is it? Give it to me. Give it to the me. The guy again. traded along with JaVale McGee. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah. well. I, I, think I, we... feel, I feel good. I feel, like, I feel like we are an Eastern Conference Finals team. I really do feel like we Abs- can Absolutely. Beat. And be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying we're going to make the finals this year, but I feel like we can compete with any single team in that conference who I don't want to see in the first round. Of course, I don't want to see Chicago in the first round. It scares me that we're so close in that area. We need to we need to distance ourselves from them as much as possible. Um, Chicago's not, not gonna, a real team. What? Chicago's not a real team. No, but still, in the playoffs, there are matchups there that I feel like we could have problems with. Um, Washington just by that one game, like the last game prior to the All Star break. I'm also just scared about a, a a playoff pedigree and guys that have have been there before against our guys that haven't. And LeBron. Well, LeBron has a couple of rings. Nobody on the Bulls has won a ring there. I mean, I know Powell's got two, but he didn't get those there. I mean, no. But Chicago has challenged LeBron. And taking him to the limit with better with a better team than the Cavs are right now. Well, I don't know. And granted, granted, they're a couple of years younger and much more coordinated, but it's still something you know. Playoffs, you, you've seen these things where in the playoffs, teams transform into different things. I wouldn't mind the later in the playoffs, the more the, the less I wouldn't mind facing the Bulls because that just means they're going to be even more tired. Yeah. That I mean, that I'm, I'm saying is I don't want to see them in the first round. We're just talking strictly first round matchup. I'm not saying I don't want to see them in, in the semis or the Eastern Conference Finals. Because yeah. right now, the three, four, five, and even the six, or actually the two through the six in the East, 
are separated by six games with the trades in Milwaukee that that could you know they could fall off or they could rise with like I said with Toronto they have been hot recently but you know Chicago's been inconsistent there are things that could happen there I just want us to get as far away from Chicago and Washington for the first round as possible if we can get a Toronto or a Milwaukee somebody that's stacks up a little bit better and has a little less ta- like pure natural talent I'd be much more comfortable with that um that's all I'm saying. You sound scared. I don't sound scared. Hey, shut the fuck up. Who's older? I'll get your Tillers or Albert Pujols. Pujols. Uh, muscle tissue wise? <laughs> uh, I've been wrong on all these, so I just got to say Augie. But I okay. think it's Pujols. I, I just blindly looked. It's January 1980 for Pujols. I thought he was younger for some reason. No, no, no. no. His contract is already a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster when it was signed, wasn't it? Um, it was it was predictably going to be a disaster, but now it's in full like oh the humanity yeah. sort of, you know, <laughs> bystanders fleeing type mode. But in all fairness, that's been every contract Augie's ever signed for anything. That's true. I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about pools. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's my cab story and I'm sticking to it. I'm glad we've righted the ship. I'm actually going to the game, uh, the their game against the Magic in March. Uh, my first professional basketball game. I'm stoked. Hopefully, it will be good. Nice. Um, hopefully, it won't be like my last trip to the Amway Center this past Monday, where I left with a 102 degree fever. But you know, if LeBron falls in the wrong way, I probably will. Wouldn't that be the worst if you saw like his career changing injury? All right, right, fucking now. Don't send me the fucking pictures. All right, don't even fucking think about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. God damn you guys to hell in a handbasket. Why would you even say that? What, damn you to hell or talking about the pictures? Look. I can hear you going through your phones. <laughs> I think it's unfair of you to insinuate that I we're going to send you. <laughs> I think it's unfair of you to insinuate that we're going to send you a picture of the Paul George leg break. I think it's highly unfair of you to do that. You're like, stalling to try to time it at the right time when I get it when you're talking. Got it. Well, all right, here we go. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I think I lost mine. No, I have it here. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for it. All right. Anyway, enough <laughs> nonsense. Uh, who do you like to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Who do you like to win the Who do you like to win the title this year, Mullet? God, it's horrible. Stop looking God. at Paul George's leg and answer questions. <laughs> Fuck you! All right, it looks it looks like one of those dummies you throw out of a window in a movie. <laughs> uh, who do I like for the finals? You said, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was ready to answer. The rich said that. Sorry. Um, my finals pick to st- at the beginning of the season was Clippers and Cavs. It is not that anymore. My Clippers at the beginning of the season, preseason, I that's what I said. So you have a deep trust for Chris Paul for some reason. I did not anymore. That's what it was before the season started. What it is now, if I had to put money on it today, would be. I'm biased. I'm still going to go Cleveland. Even though it just against, goes against what I just said. Yeah. You... I, 
I, I'd go Cleveland and Golden State. Uh, Rich? Yeah. Oh, my pick? Yeah, your pick. Uh, the Miami Heat versus the Miami Heat. <laughs> Isn't that what it always comes down to for the Miami Heat? <laughs> Is them beating themselves? Yes. Uh, uh God. I guess I gotta go... Who did I say again in the preseason? I think you said... I think you said Chicago. I honestly don't remember. I want to say it was something like Chicago Spurs or Chicago Clippers. I know somebody else picked the Clippers with me. It might have been Tope, but I don't remember. Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna go... Uh... Hawks. Hawks Thunder. Hmm. Okay. Hawks Thunder. Very interesting. Um, I think I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go Golden State and... And that's tough. I'm going to go Golden State and Cleveland as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, Golden State is is just they're so on on fire, um, and I love 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 watching the Hawks, but um, you know I think that probably the talent of Cleveland is going to overcome at a certain point. Um, that point being the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think somebody will figure them out. Rich, what is this eat pussy thing you just sent me? It was a hand dryer in the bathroom. Okay, just one. Make sure you guys can stop at any time. I can't. I'm a monster. I, I know like you that. are. Um, all right, so those are fun uh, MVP predictions. It's a two man race, right? Between uh, Harden and Davis. Oh, uh, I'd say I, I put in Curry. Oh, well, maybe a three man race then. I would say Curry's definitely up there. Davis, Davis, I think is unfortunately going to fall in the team making the playoffs pratfall that a lot of people have in the past it's been so good this year oh yeah absolutely and also depending on how much time he actually misses yeah yep that'll obviously count quite a bit yeah you know i think that curry is uh, he's 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 just crazy this year and hardened too i mean those guys are both they're both just having the most incredible years um Anthony Davis just super fun to watch. Um, yeah. I thought probably uh, the Anthony Davis Pelicans game against the Thunder uh, a couple weeks back on a Friday night was one of the most fun games I've ever watched. And Anthony Davis, of course, winning it with a double clutch three at the buzzer over Durant, like awesome. Whew. Yeah, like what a crazy night of games that was. You know, Anthony Davis just been so fun to watch this year i mean it's a real tragedy that that two of phoenix oklahoma city and new orleans will not be in the playoffs this year uh, because i think all of us want to see all of those teams in and yet one of miami or milwaukee or new jersey (laughs) or charlotte Charlotte will be jesus well hopefully that new playoff structure will be Something will come to fruition very soon. Uh, how yeah, just the 16 teams? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see what people are saying about you would have to also 
implement a balanced uh, schedule throughout the whole True. league. But I don't really see that as being a, a major... Well, I mean, I see the owners not agreeing to it because I think probably the most logical thing would be, um, you know, you just create a 30-team league where there's where you don't really care about the conferences or anything like that. Um, and then you just have each team play each other team home and away once. So in a 30-team league, that would give you 58 games per team, which is probably the right number of games. I mean, in terms of not having to play back-to-backs, the games are going to mean a little bit more. Guys aren't going to be taking games off. You're never going to be you know, so far out of it that you can tank. Like, I think it's going to make for a better basketball product and then you know the regular season games are going to mean a hell of a lot more a balanced schedule the playoffs are going to be better in the same way i mean right now you would be including okc and new orleans and you'd be tossing charlotte and miami which at least based on the first half of the season i mean the first 52 games of the season those are you know that would seem fair, right? I mean, yes, that yeah, would absolutely. seem fair. I mean, I think that that would probably give you the 16 teams that you would want to see in a playoff. Although now the Heat obviously have changed quite a bit, so you yeah. want to see them. But I don't know. Uh, I think it would be great to see, you know, just the top uh, 16 teams. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, it'd be best for ratings. It'd be best for. It'd be. It's no reason. There's no reason. Economically or just almost spiritually, but just like spiritually, but like the spirit of basketball. There's no reason why it just doesn't make sense. Well, there's a big economic reason not to do it. <laughs> well, you lose yeah. uh, 25 games at the gate. I mean, the owners would flip out. They would never agree to do it. No, but I meant I meant more so the 16 team playoff structure is what I meant. Oh, oh, sure. sure. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Just in terms of economically increasing television ratings to weed out that. Toronto Charlotte matchup we talked about earlier. Well, anything to weed Charlotte out, I'm in favor of. <laughs> uh, anything else besides who's older, Augie or Vince Young? Augie. Augie. Vince Young was born May 18th, 1983, by a matter of like a week. Wow. Augie is older. That's right, because he was like a junior our freshman. Yeah. Year. Oh. Huh. Augie is uh, older than Vince Young. Uh, which head coach that is making the playoffs this year do you think is not going to be with their team next year? Head coach that is making the playoffs this year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we say Scotty Brooks every year. We keep saying it, wishing it'll happen, and it never does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the secret. Um, Tip it out? It's I mean, tips. yeah, Tibbs is probably on the hot seat. Also, Black? The, the Wizards, shut up. Uh, <laughs> the Wizards have been win- winning despite Randy Whitman for a while as well. But they seem like they corral together and play for it. So, Go I, just know, I just know he was on the hot seat for a couple years when that team was really in Sucksville. Go figure. Um... Maybe Mikhail after uh, Houston flames out again in the first round. I, I, that was the next one I was going to say was Mikhail. Like if Houston goes out badly in the first round, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they're the four or five against you know the Clippers or something, and 
the Clippers just run him out of the building. Yeah, he's very gone. That'd be difficult for him to come back from, especially after what happened in Portland last year. Yeah. I don't even know who the coach is in Portland. Should I know who the coach is in Portland? Terry Stotts. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I, it's so rare that I think about Portland. That's not a knock of them. They just, they're, they're always. They're a three seed, man. They're a real good team. I know. They're a great team. They consistently, I, they're fun to watch. I love Damian Lillard. I just, I always just. Real good. I just always forget about Portland. One of those things. Well, they uh, they got better today. They added a Flalo. Yeah, that's that's a good pickup for them. It's their third guard. Pretty impressive. Absolutely. Have, uh, Matthews and Lillard and a Flalo now. That's uh, that's not bad. Just because you said uh, Matthews, can you say uh, Mr. Matthews like Willem Daniels, please? Mr. Matthews. Thank you. <laughs> it's totally. Totally random, but I just had to hear it. You know what I saw today that I loved seeing? Uh, Girl Meets World? I, if only. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I happened to be looking at some numbers um, ahead of the podcast today, and I was looking at three-point field goals attempted, and I noticed that your top six in three-point field goals attempted per game are Steph Curry, Wes Matthews, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Trevor Ariza, and James Harden. So three teams in the top four of the West. Their guards just do nothing but bomb threes. And, I mean, Ariza's a wing, but, you know, you take my point. So they're just crazy bombing threes. Something else that I noticed among this is the top 43-point shooters. So... uh, the guys that take more than four and a half threes a game. Only three players are averaging under 30%. So these are the players that should absolutely not be shooting at the volume they're shooting from three, right? You want to guess who they are, Rich? Oh, geez. Well, uh, you want to throw guesses in, too? I think three. I know one. Isn't is it one Michael Carter-Williams? Uh, no, no. I was going to say it was all three of, as of yesterday, the Heat's point guards. <laughs> Surprisingly not. Surprisingly not. Um, no one on the Heat is taking four and a half threes a game, in fact. Yeah, I could have told you that. Okay. One of them is Kobe Bryant. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one of them is Tony Roten, who's only 21 years old, and he plays for a team that's trying to lose, mm-hmm. so that's fair. And the third one is Derek Rose. <laughs> oh, I did know that. I heard that the other day. Fuck. It, is basically taking the same amount of threes as Kyle Korver every game, but making half as many. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Bulls fans are going to be defending Rose until the end of the earth, and I just I just love laughing at them because there's no way Rose is the same player as he was. Hey, they could have had Beasley, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, who's older? Uh, Michael Beasley or Augie in spirit? <laughs> Beasley in spirit is probably like an 80-year-old man. Oh, yes. That guy's been through some stuff. That man's seen some shit. It, here's just something. Who's older, Tope or Michael Beasley? <laughs> hmm. I don't remember. I think Tope was born in 89. Just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that's uh, 
<laughs> All right, good talk. <laughs> good talk, everybody. Yeah. I know one, one more thing before we wrap up. I wanted to mention uh, just All Star thoughts on All Star Saturday Night on the game itself. Anything stick out to you? I didn't. I, I didn't catch the actual game. Wait, wait, wait. Was... wait, wait. All Star Saturday Night. Did Married with Movies co-host Sam let you watch All Star Saturday Night on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I watched some of it. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> that's a compromise. Yeah, we originally uh, we were originally going to do because um, Valentine's Day is the fourteenth and our anniversary is the seventeenth, so we normally we were going to split and have one meal out and we cook one meal at home. So we did the meal at home on the fourteenth, and of course, unfortunately, on the seventeenth I got sick and we're still owed that dinner. But um, yeah, we we had dinner and I turned the TV and the three point contest was on, so we watched that. And then I managed to watch the dunk contest as well. So it was only like an hour, hour and a half, you figure. So you're telling me you witnessed the solidification of a dynasty in the Shooting Stars Challenge. I knew you were going to mention that. Stupidest fucking contest. Although I will say... I, I Team Bosch again? Is that who did it? Of course it was Team Bosch. He's going to win these for the next 20 years. Because they I, still have retired... It's part of the thing is they have retired players in it. I hope it's on his Hall of Fame plaque. It's going to be why he gets in. He's racking up all these... It's going to be on gravestone. He's racking up all these shitty trophies. I did did jump a little bit the following day when I saw him make the first shot again from half court. I was like, come on! (laughs) Just have him shoot from half court in fucking games then. But uh, yeah, that contest is a farce anyway. So it doesn't... Uh, I didn't like the skills challenge this year because it had to end they were going head to head and it had to end with a three-pointer yeah i like i like the race aspect i like the race aspect but i didn't like the yeah i didn't like the shooting at the end and then being side by side like if they were going opposite directions that might have worked but yeah it wasn't wasn't a fan of that yeah i didn't like that um three-point was awesome i knew three-point was going to be the highlight uh dunk contest was was levine I, I really like the dunk contest this year. Between, I liked Oladipo's dunks, too. I liked Oladipo's dunks. I liked Levine's dunks. And I liked what Greek Freak had in mind for his dunks. I liked his <laughs> He'll ideas. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked his, his architect's mentality towards a dunk. And um, I, liked that the, I liked that the kids let Plumlee come and play along. <laughs> hey, Mullet, um, just real quick for the people, would you say the Greek Freak's full name? I actually got this. I nailed this the other night. Jonas Antetokounmpo. No. <laughs> Strike one. Strike one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm gonna call that a ball. You took a. You really hesitated. You really hesitated. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> calling it a ball. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what? I'm one one. You're one and one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, Ooh, one and two. One and two. <laughs> Hit the outside corner. Uh, I'm taking time from the plate. <laughs> taking time. Quit shaking off the signals. I'm going to call a clock on you. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. All right. All right. That's, That's at least a base single. hit. That's a bunt single. Uh, I'll take it. Scratched it out. Oh, man, you guys are... I can't help it, all right? <laughs> I'm from so Queen. anyway, your comments about the dunk contest... No, yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was the best one in a while. Uh, I thought Levine was great. Um, was hopefully, great. yes. Boy, that guy can fly. Yes, he can. Yeah, he really can. Um, the it was. Jersey was a nice touch. Very nice. 
Yes, I love the tunes. I love the whole Space Jam motif. Uh, I do love, man, how sad are the Quad City DJs that the crowd was just like, yeah, whatever. Those are the legit. Those were the legit Quad City DJs. Yeah. What? Were you going to get the the Tri City DJs or something? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're cheaper. Uh, I think that the dunk contest was helped by, uh, by a, it being such a stacked three point contest that that's where really most of the focus was. Right. And B, them not having like Some stupid fucking gimmick. They boiled it down. You just get three shots, and there's only four guys in it. But also, it was helped by. Uh, not having just like random dudes in it. They were all like up and comers. They were all guys that were very still fresh in the league and were going to try like a motherfucker. Not to make a name for themselves, but to just because they're they have heart and they're young and they they want it. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Last year was a mess. The year when they had like the coaches with them was a mess. Just get back, strip it down. It'll be fine. The year Blake um, Griffin jumped over a car. Yeah. The year that the NBA bought Blake Griffin a dunk contest championship. Oh, and Kia bought him a dunk contest championship. True. Um, and if anything, that dunk contest had got me to go back and rewatch the 2000 slam dunk contest for like five times in a row. And also the, any Jason Richardson dunk contest. Oh, I love Jason Rich. Oh, that he's got like three of the best dunks ever. He's the man. He's awesome. And he just finally returned to practice for the first time in two years. Congratulations, Jay Richardson. Who does he play for? The Sixers. Who else? That makes perfect sense. Exactly, right? Now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's been two years since he's practiced. Practice? Ooh. Who's older? Jason Richardson or Augie? I have to go Jay Rich. Just by that tone, it must be a lot closer than you would assume, but I still do have to go Jason Richardson. It is, but it was 1981. I thought it was I thought he was like born in the late 70s 79 at least. Or something, yeah. Yeah. No. So he was within 2 years. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Blank Slate, our mid-season NBA wrap-up. I'm sure we'll be hitting up again uh very very soon. Uh Real quick, first two episodes in, Walking Dead, one thumb up, two thumb up. Uh, pouring one out for Tyrese. Yes. Uh, liking the desperation and uh, this very nicely attired man that showed up at, the, at uh, the end of the most recent episode. Looks very good for a post-zombie apocalypse uh existence <laughs> looks very well kempt <laughs> yeah yes rich a lot of the same sentiment you know it's it's, it's kind of still you know setting up i guess what is gonna be a, a payoff towards the the end of the season so you know still kind of going through this payoff or this setup but yeah uh i'm liking what we're seeing so far yeah have been two very well directed episodes. That too. It's it's it feels like the show is really evolving to something more. It's starting to feel like an actual like it's trying to become like a well a well respected show, and it's not too heavy handed. And 
that's the thing is is it doesn't feel like it's trying though like no it it, exactly. it just is doing it right oh uh, yeah i'm excited i'm excited for for where they're going and yeah what they're gonna do saying that a show is trying to be like that is calling a show halt and catch fire <laughs> god ooh, fuck that show to death thank you for listening to the blank slate we encourage you, as always, to check us out on our home base, Podswoggle.com, where you can see the other podcasts in the Podswoggle network, which is Podswoggle, Picked Up, and Married with Movies. Those are podcasts about wrestling, television, and movies, obviously. This is where you can find everything else and sometimes those things as well. You can find all those podcasts uh, on iTunes. Leave us a review in five stars there. Also on Stitcher Radio. If you want to send us an email, let us know what you think about the NBA season so far or anything else in general. BlankSlatePodcast at gmail.com. Also hit us up on Twitter at BlankSlatePod. We'll hit you back there with some comments, 140 characters or less. You can find me at your host mullet on Twitter, Rich. At Rich Cami on Twitter. At Rich Cami4 on Instagram. And Audible. And you heard a commercial for Audible at the top of this podcast. And guess what? That's no coincidence because I record audiobooks. I narrate those sons of bitches. So search me on Audible or iTunes and uh, check that stuff out. Go ahead and buy yourself a book for some more of that long-form uh, audio entertainment. I actually just had a new book come out this week at, This week uh, called, Tony will appreciate the title of this, uh, she married Kevin. I'm fine now. Really? Yeah. It was written by a high schooler in Alaska. <laughs> and it deals heavily with uh, the film High Fidelity. Uh, yeah, not, not necessarily. Okay. But that was where the inspiration uh, came from. I but, uh, yeah, so that just came out this week. It's a, uh, it's a short story, so it shouldn't be that expensive. But if expense is a problem for you, if you... Uh, leave Blank Slate a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, just leave your uh, Twitter address or shoot an email to the show, at gmail.com, and I'll shoot you back a download code for a audiobook of your choice that I have uh, produced. Very good. And Tony, any plugs? No. <laughs> Always easy. <laughs> All right, we get, you last, we get you out. <laughs> any last thoughts then? Uh. You know what? This might be our last uh, our 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 last run at Dirk Nowitzki in the playoffs. God bless him. So enjoy it while you have it. I'll be wearing my jersey. The same one from way back when. The very same one that you gave me. Ah, uh, me and Rich gave you. We all went in together on that. Okay, well, because we were in college and we were broke. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely be sporting it. Awesome. And I have my second LeBron James jersey of my life, so I'll be wearing that. The Heat one? No. I have two LeBron James jerseys, too. Wait, what's the... Oh, yeah, that's right. You bought that. Fuck you. <laughs> uh. For Tony, for Rich, and for Tim Anderson, this is Mullet. Signing off for the blank slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. We will catch you later. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit Podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.